my treatment plan says you're going to have six months of zinc and then um, at the three month mark I do a hair mineral analysis and it says they've got enough zinc on board and I want to stop the zinc. Meanwhile they've bought six months worth of zinc and they're going to be really annoyed with me that they no longer need to be taking it for example. So I don't put the actual supplement names on there and I don't say I have expectations of how long they'll be on there. I do a lot of gut work and I'm, you know, so I'm like, well, we need to do a weeding on you. So hopefully we'll do one round, but you know, chances are we have to do a second round. Chances are we'll be changing up the product. I don't tend to use the same product more than once because, you know, the bugs can get used to things. Um, so I'm not telling them what they're going towards product-wise. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello everyone and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How are you in the beautiful month of March? So what have we been getting up to? I am getting totally prepared for the weekend for the 27th. I'm very excited about that. Um, the workbook is coming on, although at times I wonder about my canvas skills. But anyway, I'll have to hand some of that over to my VA. Now, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about treatment plans and the within conducting the confident consult. So treatment plans cause a lot of bother, don't they? Um, they make people worry endlessly. Is it long enough? Is it too long? Am I giving too much information? Um, how much should be there? When should I deliver it? You know, so let's just nut out a few of the basics. So I've been in practice for over 15 years now and I'm not much of a writer so my notes are literally one side of an A4 sometimes two sides depending on the person but pretty much nothing more than that and within the academy um, are all of my the forms that I use for note taking so you'll see how short they are I've got crib notes um, I use notations I make sure that yes I can understand it I keep um, good notes but I also have a very good memory. So um, I do remember a lot of what they say. However, remembering what they say in relation to what's going on for them is different to remembering what they say when you say, oh, you need a magnesium and just going, oh, you need magnesium. No, because there are several um, that I use on a regular basis. And when I'm not near my computer and I haven't looked up their form and I might see them and they go, oh, that magnesium, Jordan, I need to get some more. And I just look at them blankly and go, I've got no idea which magnesium you're talking about because there are so many. But I have it written down. I have the brand and the time and the date. Now, when we think about those treatment plans, we really have to think about what is it that we're sharing? How much are we sharing? And are we oversharing? Because when we give too much, we can overwhelm our clients. When it comes to change for our clients, it's the toughest thing they can do. Now, as you know, hopefully, 
you know, I'm a nutritionist, a naturopath, a herbalist, and I trained to be a health coach and a hypnotherapist. And back in the day prior to that, I was um, a neonatal intensive care nurse. So I've got a lot of healthcare knowledge, right? A lot. And I think that makes a significant difference when it comes to mentoring and lecturing and teaching, having this much background knowledge. It also means that sometimes I have an assumption that somebody might know something that they don't know. So I have to be very careful about what people do and don't know. I don't use abbreviations except in my own notes where only I will see them, for example. Um, and we're all into abbreviations. You know, you text and you say, I-K-R, I know, right? And things like that. We're all into these ones, but we can't use abbreviations necessarily in our notes. And we need to decide what abbreviations we're going to use and then needs if you're going to use them in your notes you need to make sure that you do actually have um, a piece of paper something in there that shows what those abbreviations mean if you're just using them to speed things up now with our treatment plans how much are you going to give the client hopefully a client that books in to see me knows that I'm a naturopath, nutritionist, herbalist, hypnotherapist, um, and health coach because they've been on my website, they've found me, they've, you know, I've been referred to them. So they know those things about me. Hopefully, you're here listening because you really, you know, you want a mentor, you've met me in the groups, and you know what I'm like, how I speak to people, you know, the way I work, and or you just want to get to know me better. So my treatment plan does not have to contain my qualifications. The person should know that already. The treatment plan, if you're going to have a treatment plan that's separate, can have parts of your consent form in it. It can have um, information in it, you know, your terms, you know, the 24-hour um, cancellation, things like that. They can certainly be in there. Don't think that they can't be as part of this form. There can be links in your form to the drop shipper that you're using. I use Araya, but I know there's Vitaly, there's um, Oborn, there's Renner over in Western Australia. You know, there's all of these companies that do drop shipping for us. And so those links are actually on my standard template form so that people can click on them and buy the product they're using without having to come back to me constantly. They have a prescription held with a supplier. So there's some things that are permanently on there, but on the treatment plan, how big am I going to make it? Now, some people like a really big treatment plan and that's part of who they are and part of what they want. And if it, that is you, then you need to have an appointment for that plan so that you can go through it with your client. You can check your client understands it, your clients are on board with it. Um, and things that aren't, that your client doesn't want to do, maybe you've suggested kale in there. And then you get to see them and they say, oh, I'm not eating kale, I, you know, I'm allergic to it. And that means, oh no, I've got to change the entire thing. No, it means that your treatment plan, like so much of what we do, is actually in flow and it has to change. And as people get better, we might be thinking, oh, they're going to need three rounds of that and extra probiotics and a bit more of that. And they surprise us and they get better really quickly. Does that make your treatment plan null and void? Now, I personally don't put on my treatment plans the actual products because I might change my mind or they might be unavailable. So it's only if I know the availability. So if I have been to the dropshipper 
you know, Araya, and I've said I want them to have um, this particular zinc, and I type it in and they haven't got it. So that means that I'm like, right, okay, find a zinc that they have got so I can give that to my client. That's a little bit different to um, my treatment plan says you're going to have six months of zinc, and then um, at the three month mark, I do a hair mineral analysis and it says they've got enough zinc on board and I want to stop the zinc. Meanwhile, they've bought six months worth of zinc and they're going to be really annoyed with me that they no longer need to be taking it, for example. So I don't put the actual supplement names on there and I don't say I have expectations of how long they'll be on there. I do a lot of gut work and I'm, you know, so I'm like, well, we need to do a weeding on you. So hopefully we'll do one round, but you know, chances are we have to do a second round. Chances are we'll be changing up the product. I don't tend to use the same product more than once because, you know, the bugs can get used to things. Um, so I'm not telling them what they're going towards product-wise. I might be telling them um, food-wise and that, you know, I'd like more vegetables in their diet. I'd like more fruit in their diet. I'd like, you know, reduced refined carbohydrates but I don't write that down I like to talk to them about that and then put those swaps in so that while I'm talking to them and they've said you know I have a sandwich for lunch so then I would sit and I would talk about you know the fact that bread takes up the majority of that salad you're having a salad sandwich but you're actually having a bread sandwich with a tiny bit of salad what we really want you to do is have a salad with protein so you know how can we do that all right well let's turn you you're desperate for to be able to hold it in your hand at lunchtime or can we turn it into a wrap because a wrap has more salad on the inside than it does bread on the outside do you get what I mean here I'm talking about the swaps that I can do with clients so and within their skill set within what they're doing and where they're at right now because I mean let's be honest we're all really really busy and we do get into a little bit of um, not necessarily a rut but we get into a system with what we do because we have to make our life easier you know we get into a system of you know dinner at seven for example then in my case after dinner um, my chair is by the dishwasher so I tend you know I've cooked but whoever sits at the end of the table even if they're a guest um, they're in the dishwasher seat so they're the ones who get to put the you know the plates and the knives and forks in the dishwasher um, and these are what I'm talking about these are the systems that we have in place when we want you know if I then if you told me well after you've done that can you then make your lunch for the next day I'd be saying well no I've finished in the kitchen at that point. You know, I'd need you to negotiate with me to make my salad for the next day whilst I was prepping dinner. So I would prep dinner and I would either do another meal's worth, so I had lunch for the next day, or I'm prepping something different at the same time that goes in a container is ready for me to take the next day. Do you see what I'm getting at here? Everything is in flux. Everything is fluid with your client because it might be that you have all these wonderful ideas they agree to all these wonderful ideas and then their job changes and they're on night shifts and that just doesn't work anymore so when we're giving out a huge treatment plan we have to be ready for change we have to be ready for that contingency for our clients you know they don't want to do it or we've made a wrong suggestion for whatever reason or they've told us something that turns out to be not necessarily untrue but not correct or whatever and that changes things so the more in-depth that plan is that we're handing over to them, the harder it is to backtrack from that plan, the harder it is to offer, you know, 
different ways of doing things because we've already got it in black and white. So remembering whatever you put in black and white should be, I, I, it's a dot point situation really. So your, some, your person comes to you and you want them to do more exercise, eat more salad um, and take their supplements. Okay, that's very much an overview, but that is what the dot point should say. Not, you know, I want you to have three meals a day and two snacks and this and that and those snacks are going to be this and making this person do a lot of work. You know, you can tell them, you know what, ultimately I'd like you to be having these extra snacks in your day. How can we work that in so that's easier for you? What can you do? You know, what about a protein bar or a protein shake? Maybe somebody's underweight or, you know, an older person who's losing muscle mass. And so we want to improve or change their diet. We still have to work out when they're going to create these things for when they're going to eat them because that person might not be busy. They might be retired, but they might be exhausted. And so we need to be able to make sure that everything works for them. And that's where treatment plans need to be able to change for our clients, to be useful to our clients. But I'm more of a chart type person. And, you know, um, so Monday they're going to do this, that and the other or Tuesday. But I write those for myself because I have to-do lists. If I'm taking a supplement, I need to see that I have to take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. When I was selling things you know, from my office to the person sitting in front of me, I would often write on the lid or I would put a label if it was a supplement you know, from a company. I'll put a label on the outside saying how often to have it. But writing in um, a Sharpie on the top is really, really helpful for a client to remember. It's really helpful for me. I take... Um, I have a drink every day and I have powders in it. And so I write on the lids of the pots how many, because they don't necessarily, it might say one level teaspoon. So I make sure that I go and get one of my scoops from something else. I check how much is a teaspoon. Then I'll say one and a half scoops or whatever it might be. So we've got to really think how with this treatment plan, can it still be in flux and can we still achieve what we want? Can we make... can we make sure the person understands that this is an overview and it isn't something that if they don't do it, they've failed? Because we don't want failure in clinic. We only want success. And if a person hasn't been able to do something, it is not their failure. That is, you know, it is a combo failure between us, but it's not a failure. It's a learning situation in that we have learned that the person can't do that. Oh, they had strawberries to discover they were allergic to them. Has that ruined your entire treatment plan? Or is that something that's that's fine? What about these other berries? Because I just wrote berries. I didn't write three strawberries, two blueberries and a plum. Um, Or whatever it might be. So let's just remember treatment plans don't have to be huge. Treatment plans shouldn't be really exact and treatment plans need to be able to change and flux with our client. So I hope that I'm seeing you on Sunday the 27th um, for our Conducting Confident Consults Day, our workshop. Um, I would love to see you then. It's, It's going to be really good. I've got people booked in already and I can't wait. So hopefully I'll see you then. If not, I will see you on the next podcast. Have an absolutely brilliant rest of day. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. 
Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.